Good morning, guys. You've got, there's a whole, we've got an assortment here, a real mixed bag this morning for you. Yes, we're not yeah. quite sure what we're going to do yet, but we'll work it out as we go. We've got really intelligent guests. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Mr. Michael Vance. He's been in the building industry forever and a day, even though he looks super young. Yeah. And then we have Ed, who's just gate crashing. We're not quite sure who Ed is. Um, no, Ed's a very good friend of ours. We're actually off to uh, have breakfast this morning, and uh, we thought we'd bring these boys onto the show but interestingly, Michael has been in construction for so long. Um, there's so many questions, actually, I want to ask you, Michael, about what's going on with, A, the cost of materials at the moment because they're through the roof. Is that your fault? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, the materials, you know, it's, it's something that you can have everyone's control. I mean, uh, everyone needs to be conscious of the fact that the builders are under a lot of stress at the moment, you know, not just COVID and, and, you know, the material price increases, but the unprecedented in the rain I'm having at the moment. So everyone that has their builder, they might be coming with a handout for some additional costs. But I just suggest you don't take a uh, aggressive approach to it, maybe a bit more of a pragmatic approach where you can um, just speak to them about it, sit down yeah. with them, understand what the issues are, what they're facing. And, you know, if they are saying the material prices are going up, it would be hard for them to provide um, some, you know, substance behind it to quantify how the prices have gone up and maybe just do your own assessment about how they've conducted themselves around the project and, and what they're doing and, yeah. and see whether it is worth, um, you know, contributing a bit more money to try and help them in the situation if you can because ultimately the worst thing that could happen is if your builders under so much financial stress that it collapses and folds and then you're left with a project that's unfinished yeah. and it'll cost you more than what it would cost to give a little bit of extra Love the one you're with. And that's happened, actually. There's been a very large construction company that just, I think they went under recently. They were building a big development um, in the CBD, I think it was. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we, we want to name who they are. But, um, you know, they, they, they did go under. They're a massive company. And is that, and without, you know, obviously this is just, we're speculating here, but do you think this is Mr. Speculator here? <laughs> we're not going to let you get off easy yet. Don't yeah, you gonna, worry. We're, we're coming. We're, 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 we're coming to have a conversation with you in just a sec. Um, but do you think that was to do with the cost of materials and the staff shortages? Well, I 100% I think it would have contributed, but you never know what's exactly going on with a business like that. There's such a huge, huge piece of proverbial, um, and it could have been any number of things, but certainly it would have definitely contributed to that. But, I mean, you know, you can't deny the fact that it's not just a small pocket of builders that are doing this. We see it all over the media at the moment, and it is, it is widespread. And yeah. I'm dealing with, you know, a dozen different builders at the moment, and I know 100% they're all facing the same challenges. Um, and they're working hard to, to mitigate those losses as much as possible. And, yeah. you know, they just need to, um, you know, sometimes they're going to need to come back and ask for a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, you need to make sure they're being honest about it as well, because yeah, and then we're gouging a little bit. And then yeah. I guess labour comes into that as well. We sent a million people, a million immigrants back to their countries mm. when COVID hit. That's really affecting building as well. People have builders that just has had to pay those extra labour costs in the last one or two years. It's all catching up on them. Oh, hundred percent. It is, it is, and it is hard to find people and you know. Everything's just like a perfect storm at the moment with everything. So yeah. you've got the COVID, you've got the price increase, you've got the weather, and then we do have a labour shortage out there at the moment as yeah. well, and that's common throughout the industry. It's not just unskilled labour, it's also skilled labour as well. Um, and that, when I say that, I mean I'm talking about um, designers, architects, engineers, and other engineering consultants that, that are in the industry as well. They're 
all just overloaded right work at the moment. It's right across the board. It's yeah. a fruity panel this morning. Um, we actually had an argument this morning, a mini, uh, a, a mini, a mini argument. Um, so Ed's looking at buying a property. If you need to sell your house, he will buy your house. <laughs> He's got heaps uh, of money, by the way. He's got stacks <laughs> of money. It's just loads of cash. Good morning to Ben. Good morning to Lou. Good morning to Paul. Ben, Good morning, thanks, guys. Thank you for dinner last night, Ben. You're a legend. Um, now, Ed, you're buying at the moment. You just had an explosion and flurry of real estate agents calling you on Saturday, yeah? Yeah, Saturday morning, it was like someone flipped a switch. It just went crazy. My wife's brain hasn't stopped ringing. <laughs> and, yeah, it's the same every time. We've got a vendor or they're selling. They want to do it off market quietly. So Ed sold his property. How, how many months ago, Ed? In September. Ed sold in September last year. So at the absolute peak of the market, we, no one knew it at the time, and it, and Ed didn't use us to sell his property, different area, to be fair, um, and we're still friends. Um, but at the time, no one knew that it was the peak of the market, but clearly it was. And um, and then Ed said, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines and wait and see what happens. We were like, you're crazy. crazy. No. Ed's always right, by the way. He's the most recent <laughs> educated guy I know. He's bloody right again. Bloody right again. So, it, um, stock market this week, Bitcoin this week, it's it's imploded, you reckon? Tell us, Ed, what's going uh, on? The crypto market collapsed yesterday, so it wiped off about a trillion dollars of value in the space of about three days. So, that and the ripple effect of the you know, the continuing fall of the NASDAQ in the US. I mean, it's got to have an effect on asset prices right across the spectrum. So yeah. When you add to that, the interest rate rise. I mean, Australia's second largest company raised some money, 10 year debt. I love this now. Can you say this nice and loud? 4.5% in uh, that's US dollars interest rate. So basically, now if you look at the swap curve, if you're refinancing in two or three years, when your fixed rate runs out, you're looking at a five as your first number of your interest rate. So if you were saying book to me last week, uh, one of the biggest companies out there. Yeah. Raised money for a long period. I think it was ten years. Yeah, that was CSL. CSL bought their money at uh, I think you said three and a half percent. No, no, four point five percent. Then that's a, that's a US interest rate. Our interest rates are always slightly higher. And then you mentioned another company just did a similar deal, and they were paying quite a considerable amount more. Yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but I was surprised at what the prices they were paying. There was a two or three percentile yeah, difference. Yeah. We only have really smart friends, guys, in case you were wondering. <laughs> we only have really smart friends. That, uh, that, honestly, they're, they're incredible figures. But what I was You love saying figures. To, Lisa loves I, figues. I do. I yeah. love them. I'm a real figure. She's girl. really good at it. Um, but what I was saying to Ed before was ordinarily what happens when the stock market performs really, really well, usually the property market does the complete opposite and vice versa. So... Um, but it's actually quite interesting because in property over the last couple of weeks, two weeks ago, the market was really quiet. Um, and I thought, oh, here we go. This is the real turning of the market. And it's certainly cooling off. I think now we can confidently say right across the country. Yeah. Um, but it's been really busy the last seven days. Quite a few listings coming on and quite a few sales. And property selling, um, we just had a, an offer accepted on a property last night that was well above where it should have been. Um, so it's a bit all over the shop at the moment, the property market as well. But it's interesting to note what's going on there in, in, in the stock market.
So where's the smart going? Lisa, what are you going to do with money? So you've got a dollar in your hand, where are you going to spend it? Look, I'm a property girl anyway. Um, it's got to be property. You know, it's a long-term transaction. And where people, no one ever bought property and after 40 years said, well, that was a bad investment, right? It always performs well, but it's over a long period of time. Ed, what do you say? Well, that's an interesting argument. <laughs> <laughs> Too complicated to go on going here, but uh, I think over the long term, all asset classes tend to come together in terms of return, and that makes sense from an economic point of view. So they'll complement each other. Six, seven percent. So that's about what seven percent. In capital growth. But for what it's worth, I think the real money is with you, Mr Vance. I think it's in building at the moment. These trades, you know, they seem to have a licence to print money. It might feel that way for the consumer, but on the other side of things, it's very expensive out there to operate at the moment. It's very skinny. The wow. Margin, believe it or not, even though everyone seems as though the rates are going up, the margins that are out there, fuels are working too, are tight. And even the guys that are committed to projects now on fixed price contracts, they're looking to try and get out of most of their con see the contracts out and just be ahead, um, let alone, you know, just break it even if they can yeah. because they are facing losses um, on a lot of projects if they're not careful with the way they operate and the, and the, and the prices increase too much more. Is the structure of the building contract going to change? Uh, I well, think yeah. so, and That's it's a good question because over in, yeah. you know, in Canada and the UK, they do have allowances for rise and fall um, in material costs and we're seeing a little bit that up in Queensland is something that's been floated here in New South Wales as well. And I think we will see a rise and fall. And also, not just that, but um, the cost of this inclement weather uh, really yeah. Yeah. On, on these guys. I mean, I think we had uh, 70, 75 or 76 uh, allowable working days through the months of February, March and April. Wow. And out of that, 16 didn't proceed. Does that include um, Saturdays and Sundays? That includes Saturdays. Say that again. Oh, it includes Saturday. Out of 76 days in the last three months, 16 had no rain. 16 had no rain. Well, and I understand that that's unbelievable. On a constructor side, it's not often if you have a site that's exposed to the weather, so you're excavating or it works. Um, it's not like the sun coming out, just go straight back to work, usually on the recover. Yeah, I know about that. Deep watering or cleaning up the site, so it works. So out of those 16 days, maybe half of them were. I'm waiting for an outdoor deck to dry so we can uh, code yeah. and it's impossible. It is impossible. Yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. And then, of course, there's this backlog because painters, you know, trades aren't always working indoors, of course, as we know. You know, for someone who might be painting the outside of a property, they've set aside the last week to do so and then... They couldn't finish it because of the rain, so unpredictable, and then it's pushed all their other jobs all over the shop as well. You know what, so, guys? We are yeah. a tough bunch. We are a resilient bunch, us Australians. <laughs> Isn't that the we, truth? Uh, we smashed it through <laughs> COVID. We smashed it through the fires. Yeah. We smashed it through the floods. We'll smash it through what we're doing now. Uh, yeah. As long as we're healthy together, think smart, we're good. Just before we finish up, we, um, we're, yeah. we're with some banking people last night, actually, yeah. and um, it was interesting to know. CBA. CBA, yes. Amazing, by the way. Amazing, amazing bunch of people. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's very interesting to note um, that, you know, how, how busy these guys have been as well, Mark. Yep. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it seems to be right across the board. The wheels keep on turning. 
Absolutely, they do. They do. But you know what, guys? The thing is, is the interest rates was the talk of the town two weeks ago, um, and people seem to have somewhat forgotten about that now. Now I feel like the focus is more on the election. That'll be done and dusted the week after the 21st of May. Um, but, yes, we are a resilient bunch. Are you resilient voting for these? I'm not going to say because that's just going to open a whole can of worms. I don't want to be bombarded on my Wait, social media. <laughs> <laughs> What's voting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Everyone's entitled to an opinion, guys. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap, I reckon. That's a wrap, guys. Have a great day. See you See guys. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.